0: Be sure to hit that subscribe button to make sure you get notifications when we launch a new episode, or you can join us live on Twitter Spaces, Monday through Friday, starting at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. Every morning, and become part of the conversation yourself. Thank you again. We look forward to giving you the best Bitcoin content daily, here on the Cafe Bitcoin Podcast. But we are here. This shit's pretty cool. There's people... This place is so packed. It's awesome.
1: Did you watch any of the uh, sessions this morning?
0: I I actually just got here because I was kind of running around doing some street team stuff for the Swan Force. Um, but yeah, I just uh, I just got in here just now. The session that I actually want to watch is going to be happening during our show <laughs> well, that's how much i love you guys
1: you're the best man what about you d have you been checking out any of this stuff online watching any of the content
2: yeah yeah i'm at home so i've been watching the main stage uh stream i was uh just watching the serena williams or whatever thing but it's just a bunch of noise <laughs> not too much alpha there but uh, it's <laughs> cool to hear from them yeah. you know yeah very, very low level, I guess, but, uh, yeah, it is what it is. I, uh, I had a tweet the other day, uh, or yesterday, but, uh, the, uh, the transition music is like some cool, like techno kind of like dubstep stuff. So I was pretty impressed with
3: that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, sorry, I'm I'm quiet. I've got people texting me who are trying to, literally, like find me at this thing right now. So, and I'm, I'm I was
1: in the uh, process of actually switching my phones out. I wanted to get on
3: my own account. I mean,
0: but um, yeah, I'm gonna shoot out some pictures and stuff. Morning, everybody. This is gonna be a weird show. Like we're coming live from the conference right now, so it's not our normal deal, obviously. But uh, just want y'all to know we're thinking of you,
2: Alex. Why don't, why don't you give us a like a vibe check? You think there's a lot of shit there, or uh, what's what's the overall?
0: All right, so yeah, that? like yesterday, um, I wasn't at the industry day, but I talked to a bunch of people who were. So apparently, there was a lot of shit pointing going on. Um, but I mean, it, it, it's kind of to be expected at these kind of things, you know. Um, BTC Inc is a huge force for good in general for the industry i mean their business model is uh they want to make money from sponsorships and the biggest sponsors the biggest paying sponsors right now are in the shitcoin space because that's where all the vc money is right so there's going to be some of that and uh you know it's just kind of to be expected but that's all right you know we know we're here for yeah
2: yeah absolutely and industry of course you know industry day i mean all the vcs are there right so um, I, I was, I was, it, it, it's understandable that the first day was more of a shill. And then today, hopefully I'm a little more optimistic about today and tomorrow.
0: Well, it's, you know, it's one of those things as this, as Bitcoin continues to go mainstream, and this is some people need to probably wrap their minds around is, is that, um, there's going to be a lot more marketing. There's going to be a lot more. Um, shilling as you say there's going to be a lot more of everything because there's 7 billion people that need to be on board to this thing so sort of I think I think it's going to be important for Bitcoiners to realize that the early days of like um, the super tight everybody believes the same and thinks the same about about how Bitcoin should be approached there's going to have to be room made for for the rest of the world guys <laughs> and that's just the truth
1: Yeah, and I think um, you know, I was just at Starbucks and it was kind of interesting like I had a guy in line that was just talking to me like in general like just having the conference here, I kind of asked him like what's your thoughts because the line was huge, dude, at, at just a coffee shop. So, and he was telling me, you know, how he's having conversations with his friends about what's going on with inflation. And I just think with the things that are happening with Canada and with Russia, it's just kind of going so mainstream that it's like it's important to get people to the same standard, but understanding that people don't start at like, you know, 100% maxi, you know. So it's like, there's gonna be a lot of people here that are confused. And I think the people seeing the type of enthusiasm around Bitcoin and the conversations that are being had, like, I hope that makes them, you know, drift from all coins. But yeah, I think there's gonna
2: be a good amount of shitcoinery going on today when people are talking to you, you know. Yeah, I find uh, just even on the main stage uh, stream here, they a lot. A lot of people say crypto, and then they say, "I mean Bitcoin."
4: It's
2: <laughs> a the common theme, which is pretty funny, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. You know, it's it's to be expected. So
0: yeah. Well, and then the other thing is, is that you've got um, sort of celebrities like Serena Williams at all coming into the space, and you know, I guarantee you, they're being constantly sort of uh, courted by the shit coiner money, right? So, I mean, to them, they, everybody has to climb Mount stupid on their own. Everybody needs to figure it out for themselves. And, uh, I, I would say just give people grace and give them time to learn because, um, you know, we all had to go through that process and there's hundreds of thousands and millions of new people coming on board. And it's going to be in the tens of millions and the and the billions at some point and like all of these people are going to have to go through that process. So I would say, you know, to the hardcore maxis out there, just give some grace guys, lighten the fuck up (laughs) because it's going to be a process. Yeah. Great point.
2: Great point. Yeah. I think the issue with like Serena, Serena Williams coming on is like, you know, she says, Oh, I've been investing for 10 years and, you know, I'm investing in Cash App, like use Cash App and stuff, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's just kind of mis, not misdirection, but just directing people to, uh, I guess, onboarding them, which is great. But yeah, it's, they're making a lot of money off the off the margins of the trading and stuff, right? Which is kind of sucks, but it is what it is. Well, I don't know if you saw, but Swans announced that
1: we're going to be doing our own bitcoin conference the swan conference uh i think in september late september so um you know if you guys can go to that that's going to be something it's going to be you know hopefully i don't think we're gonna have serena there but just some hardcore maxis talking about bitcoin hanging out that's awesome yeah we're just, it's just going like just announced so no no official plans but very excited wow. i don't hopefully think we can make it yeah man that'd be cool you know, last week I know this is kind of like same old, same old, but I don't think we ever like touched on Sailor buying more Bitcoin the other day. Um, I thought like that was pretty, pretty great that he just continues to do that. It's like, is it? Do you guys get excited when he buys more, or is it just kind of like you're numb to it now, or do you
2: get kind of like save some for me? Sure, yeah, it's I guess more save some for me, right? The the more that the the plebs can buy, the better. But um, yeah, I, it's just kind of it is what it is. I'm not really like, oh my gosh, holy cow.
0: Yeah, that whole save some for me thing. It's like, look, guys, we have a window of time right now. We are on the cusp of, uh, I I believe, you know, um, a super viral effect of of new people coming in. And it's like, we may never see these places again, guys. And it's kind of crabbing sideways. It's even down a little bit right now. And it's like the whole save some for me thing. It's like, just wait, like nations are not buying for their balance sheets yet. Sovereign wealth funds are not buying for their balance sheets yet. And major institutions are not buying for their balance sheets yet. Some of them are on the down low, but uh, guys, like now is the time. Now is the time. Take advantage of the situation while you can. Yeah, I'd rather Michael
4: Saylor buys more before the nation states get any. Yeah, I would
1: definitely rather him buy it than
4: Tara, one hundred
1: percent. And good morning, DJ and Sim. What's up, Bo?
4: Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Um, I mean, Tara's gonna morning, buy it no matter what.
2: What's your thoughts, uh, Jacob? Rather, you know, you'd rather Michael Saylor buy it rather than Tara. What's your uh, thesis on that?
1: Um, I just think Saylor you know, uh, is more of a pleb. I mean, I think he's just one of the like the richest pleb in the uh, kind of thing. Whereas Tara using it to back a shit coin. And to try to, like, flip their name onto it and do brand idea, I feel like. I think it's um, unethical kind of how they're doing it and pumping up their, you know, projects. But, um, yeah, I just think sailors like a pleb. Like, I don't see him selling or trying to, you know, get out of it. I think he sees it kind of similar to, to, to us. So,
2: yeah, I don't know, yeah, making
1: it more of a scarce asset. I mean, but what, yeah. what do you think about it?
2: What's your opinion? No, then? I was gonna say that's that's a good point. I mean, I'm sure Tara might be using that to put some sell pressure, or you know, uh, trade day trading, swing trades, whatnot, and maybe sailors not doing that. I don't, I don't know. I mean, he could also be doing that too. So, um, but that's a good point. Yeah, obviously, backing a shit coin with Bitcoin is. I feel like it's inevitable, right? I feel like they're just on the the first train, <laughs> right? Like you know, once all these other ones fail and start going to shit, I feel like people are just gonna start pegging things to Bitcoin. And then you're like, oh well, I can just buy Bitcoin instead of your shitcoin. But
5: yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't understand why people are drawn so much to the other cryptocurrencies. Um, the mayor there in Miami he gets paid in Bitcoin, not some other shitcoins. Um, there's a you know a, a harbor there that sold you know up to twelve uh, luxury super yachts, um, and they were sold in Bitcoin, not other shitcoins. Uh, the restaurants there in Miami are all adopting you know, getting paid in Bitcoin, not some other altcoins or shitcoins. So it's evident that the adoption to Bitcoin is happening and that they're not really, you know, um, trying to migrate into other, you know, currencies. Um, so that, that's a positive sign that there is, you know, uh, an approach to, you know, um, critical mass as far as the adoption for, for, you know, understanding the difference between Bitcoin and these, these other, you know, cryptocurrencies that are out there distracting people.
1: 100% man, Alex, what's going on, man? What's it looking like?
0: Yo, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm texting. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm over here near the, uh, near the main Nakamoto stage entrance. And it is, uh, it's just a madhouse. I shot a, a I tweeted out a picture of the inside of the stage area. If anybody wants to see what that looks like, I've got some cool shots of the, uh, the music festival area. Um, that looks like it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. You know, to answer your to kind of respond to you, Sim, a little bit. And, you know, like when you say, well, I don't know why people are, are interested in shit coins. Look, the whole world has grown up on fiat. Fiat forces high time preference behavior. It trains you to do that from birth. The prices are continually and constantly running away from you. The amount of money that you make every single year does not keep pace with that. All right. So for anybody to have any glimmer of hope, unless they're running a business or unless they've figured it out, unless they've achieved some kind of escape velocity for themselves when it comes to cash flow and income and wealth. Well, what does that mean? It means everybody's chasing building wealth. There's two concepts. And like, I've been in the wealth protection industry for many years now, or there's two mindsets. One mindset is, okay, I've got a stack. How the hell do I protect this? The other mindset is shit. I sure wish I had a stack. I better fucking do everything I can to get one. Right. So it's that second mindset that the vast, vast majority of people are in. And that is the reason people shit coin. I mean, if anybody disagrees with me on that, I'd love to hear your your thoughts on it. No, I mean, I think you said it beautifully, I think that's exactly why. Um,
4: I think Sim is just coming at it from a, you know, a really orange-pilled person's perspective, (laughs) where they they understand that, you know, trading and jumping through all those hoops, you're really not going to come out that much better if you just hodl.
5: You look at the inflation rate that's taking away the value of the U.S. dollar over the last five years, and you're looking at about 2.3% over the last, you know, five years, you know, and now we're hitting like some real inflation numbers of like 16%. If you do the calculations like they used to, but you look at Bitcoin over the last five years and it's up 3,600%, like more than that, right? So it's like, where do you want to put your wealth somewhere where it's going to retain its value and even grow or somewhere where it's going to consistently take away the value of your wealth so that you don't end up having a legacy of wealth to pass on to your children later on in life. It's it's just ridiculous. And like not being able to communicate that to the average person on the street becomes incredibly frustrating because they're not even educated enough to like really understand how to even kind of gauge that information, let alone, you know, utilize it. Yeah, I mean, you just hit it on the head there, too. You know,
4: they're being marketed from all sides to trade. This is what, you know, Coinbase and every exchange in the world wants people to do. That's why they offer 100 plus coins or tokens or projects to invest in, because that's how they make their money is the trading fees. They don't make money when you just buy and hold
5: Yeah, and, and the concern really isn't selfish. It's it's more of a concern for the well-being of you know humanity as a whole, but definitely like your friends and family. Like I don't want to get into a place where I'm, you know, incredibly comfortable and then my friends and family can't come with me. I mean, what fun is it to be on your super yacht by yourself in Miami, you know? Like I want to bring the people around me with me. So I want to be the rising tide that lifts all boats. And the only way I can do that is to talk about it and to invite people. To you know, um, you know, learn and 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 discover something that they may not be privy to, and a lot of people are drawn to it when they're going like, oh man, I've never heard of this. You know, tell me more. Like, like you know, and then you can start you know slowly educating them a little bit about you know why this is a superior option and why they might want to consider it.
4: I think just lead by example. You know. I'm I'm getting to the point where you you realize you can't convince people. You got to just let them figure it out on their own. All you can do is kind of guide them to the the river and then let them choose if they're going to drink or not. Yeah,
1: I think it's important to be like completely – like I always say this, like self-aware, right? Like sometimes when I'm talking to my friends and my family and like – if they don't believe me or like, if I seeming like I understand what I'm saying, cause like, you know, I hang on the spaces. I'm, I'm reading books, I'm doing all the education, but it's like at the same time, no offense, they knew me prior to Bitcoin. So it's like, I'm not going to hold it against them that they're not taking financial advice from someone who like did not get a financial degree or anything. So it's like knowing who you are and sending those people to the right information. Like who's someone that like, if, if they're a Republican, maybe send them to someone that they drive with, if they're a Democrats and to someone that they may see, uh, bitcoin views with you know it's like bitcoin's for everybody so it's just kind of seeing what is important to that specific person and, and opening their eyes to that because it's like really like i got into bitcoin through really I, a little bit of like an ngu but it was just kind of like there was no other option like you look at all the options and it was like man this is definitely the best one and then through that you learn about the energy you learn about the mining you learn about all those other things and it's just uh Really opens up your worldview, so it's kind of like just starting small. I think is important, but being self-aware. I think D and I talk about that all the time on the show. So,
5: well, between the mayor of Miami accepting all of his uh, salary in Bitcoin and the governor of Florida uh, announcing that they are willing to start accepting, you know, Bitcoin um, from the merchants there in Florida, the business owners uh, for for their taxes, um, you know, that kind of adoption is going to slowly gain attention from the middle out towards the top and towards the the bottom of of the consumer side and even government adoption. So the businesses are where this pressure is really coming from, and that's what gets me really excited about the future um, for Bitcoin.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: I just wanted to ask Alex, how's your experience going at the conference? Man, I'm having a great time of, you know, since the day I want to get in here, I've I've met a lot of uh, people that I've learned from over the last couple of years. People I've listened to endless podcasts, hours and hours of podcasts, reading books um, and just growing my my understanding of what Bitcoin is and getting a chance to meet them in person has been pretty freaking fantastic. And uh, I got to say one thing I'm I'm. I, 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 pretty much felt like this was going to happen, but it was nice to be, um, to have it verified, but like, you know, had a, had a little dinner that was hosted by Larry Lapard, and like, there were some really interesting people there that I've learned from over the years, you know, Breedlove was there. Um, Dylan LeClaire was there. Natalie was there. Dan Shapiro, just, just a ton of really smart Interesting people sat across the table from Nat and um, Breedlove. I tell you what, Robert's a cool dude, man. I really like that guy. Um, just very genuine. I mean, everybody was just very genuine. There was no, there was no pretension. No, like you know, holier than thou kind of freaking attitudes. No fakery. No bullshit. And it's it's cracks me up because like Nat tweeted out a picture of of the dinner, like a whole bunch of people are just giving her shit about it because she said it's a less a list people. And it's like, for fuck's sake, lighten the fuck up. Like it's so, um, that energy is so like man, baby. I just can't even get, I mean, it's just like, grow the fuck up. You know, that's, that's a person just saying nice things about people she had dinner with for fuck's sake. Why are you going to hate on that? Like who's the enemy here? You know what I mean? Like, These people are not your enemy. Stop it. Um, Yeah, I mean, greed and jealousy will still exist, right? (laughs) Yeah, and that's really, to me, that's all it is. It's like immature fucking nonsense. Like, grow the fuck up. But anyway, the point I I guess I was trying to make was that Robert was just so chill and, like, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed talking to him. He was very genuine, very authentic, straight to the point, no bullshit, like, you know, on his podcast that he does, he's very articulate about what he says and how he says it, but in person, he just freaking lets fly, man. And I, I, I love it. I don't oh, know yeah. I like Robert's question.
4: awesome. No, yeah, no, that's great. I love it. I mean, basically what it tells me is that, you know, you're enjoying the networking, which is great because from what I heard from people that were planning on going was that, you know, everyone's kind of going for the networking and so that they can just meet people in person. Um, so that's kind of the key about this. It's just, I think, um, a lot of people from who I've spoken to, like, have been complaining about the fact that, um, you know, there's a lot of, um, kind of shit coinery going on.
0: Yeah. Like I I was saying, it's to be expected, man. It's all, you know, it's part of it. And until either the SEC crushes these, uh, these shit coins or, um, you know, markets just figure it out over time. I, I believe that second part's going to happen. Um, when you when you have the recent developments of ExxonMobil and, and Russia, et cetera, um, as this thing changes, the monetary attributes of Bitcoin are going to become more and more clear and more and more apparent to the entire world. Like Central banks are not going to be fucking putting Ethereum on their balance sheet, guys. That's not the way it's going to work. And yeah, as nobody that has a Palm Pilot. What's that? I don't know anyone with a Palm Pilot. Yeah, and like, look, there's always going to be a market for that kind of stuff, right? There's, it's just the way humans are, you know? There's the first, and then there's the second, and the third, and the fourth in any industry. I don't think that's going to change, but I think the the people who are worried about, um you know, shit coins taking the 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 limelight or the center stage away from Bitcoin. All I got to say to you guys is don't worry about it. That shit's going to work itself out, I promise.
5: Hey, Alex, I'm, I'm super jealous. I'd want to be there in Miami with you guys, but um, I'm curious, have you gotten a chance to uh, see the Bitcoin bull or if you have, you know, um, take some, <laughs> some selfies with it? <laughs> I didn't catch that. Did I get a chance to see the what? the
0: bitcoin bowl the bowl i haven't seen a bowl no there's it's a bitcoin pretty- bowl around here somewhere it's like that the metal
5: bowl. Yeah. statue that they
0: like it's huge oh, it's like oh, they oh, have oh right, the right 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 okay yeah i saw it as i was coming in it was kind of down the street from me and i didn't mess with it because i wanted to get inside but i will go check it out i'll take some pictures for you guys later
5: dude that it's thing is very cool. chic it is super awesome looking i'll like too many drinks
0: Sorry, Sorry, what? Say it again.
2: I just said uh, Alex had uh, one too many drinks before walking in, so he he missed it.
0: (laughs) I have been drinking lots of water, lots of water. The drinks were last night and the night before and lots of water. (laughs) I'd love to hear. um, Did you get to talk to Larry Lepard? Because I love that guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, Monday night, uh, at that dinner, um, I got a chance to hang out with him and talk to him a bit. He's a super smart dude. Um, I like him a lot. He's super genuine. And as a, as a prior gold bug, um, he's just very freaking on point, man. I think he understands what all of this is. All of this is he introduced me to his two partners and, uh, they're all on board with Bitcoin. They're putting Bitcoin in their fund funds. Um, and uh they they definitely get it it was super interesting to me to meet dan sapiro too um that guy also previous gold bug totally gets it a uh, very nice guy um he's got an amazing smile and a super positive energy about him and like i said no pretension no no fakery no assholery just really nice people yeah
4: exactly yeah i really respect him i remember um completely like finding him off of some podcasts and he's just great i think um, mark moss interviewed him uh did you get to see mark
0: yet yeah mark moss was there on that monday night um dinner and uh got a chance so it's i i stood there with larry Lepard and mark moss and one of my clients actually and it was cool because larry and mark were both unloading some bombs man and my yeah. client every now and then i'd, I'd take a, a glance over at my client and he was just eating it up these guys were just dropping bombs so mark yeah. moss was giving kind of a little mini overview of his talk that he's going to do here at the conference and it's pretty mind-blowing stuff i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say anything about it i don't want to steal the guy's thunder. you'll see it soon enough but goddamn, mind-blowing yeah is he talking today or tomorrow I'm not sure uh, exactly when he's going to be up. I need to go look at the schedule, but um, no, that's fine. I, I think look it's up. tomorrow. So. I think it's tomorrow. Yeah, I love hey, Mark. Mark's off. Good morning, man. How you doing, brother? You want to know what's funny is, is that? Like, so for the first time, I got to meet Jacob. You know, that was uh, that was yesterday, daytime in the morning uh, before a, a lunch that I did. Got to meet him for the first time. I got to meet Ant for the first time yesterday. I met Shane in person this morning. I met Sats for Life this morning in person. Um, All these guys, by the way, are working with the Swan ground team, uh, the Swan Force team. So if you're at the conference, if you hear this, they're going to be cruising around in aviator flight suits. If you see them, make sure you say hi.
2: Hey, man, I'm, exactly. I'm looking to do a brunch right now. I'm on my way to the conference center as we speak.
0: Yeah, nice, nice. If anybody's out there, throw Eric a follow. Shoot him a DM. Maybe you can connect with him. All right, yeah, man, I,
2: I'd be happy to uh, host a brunch for anybody uh, looking to roll in late to the conference.
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome, dude. I, I posted it. Uh, I think I have a our slack like uh not slack uh the cafe bitcoin telegram posted so if you want to join that and like post it in there um and then i think there's like a bitcoin conference telegram too um should get a good turnout um you know that'd be awesome dude and and good morning eric i don't think you don't mind jacob if you don't mind jacob just dm that to me and i can
4: just connect it
1: yeah dude i'll throw it i'll throw it your way
4: haven't seen you around in a while eric how you been uh, fantastic past few
2: weeks has been uh, very productive very productive
4: yeah that's what happens when you get off twitter spaces you get to be productive <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah seriously very distracting sometimes
7: I've got a point mate yeah what's up John how are you doing man yeah not bad thanks so I'm not in Miami I'm in England and um, it kind of reminds me of the kind of post-modernist expression that the, no matter where you are, the beach is always beneath the street. I don't know whether any of you guys have heard of that before. No, I haven't. That sounds cool, though. You can look it up on the internet. It'll be there for you. But um, going back to Alex, Alex's point about kind of S-H-I-T coins, um, I think Satoshi covered this in the beginning, really, where he said the most proof of work network is will always be will always be the most trustworthy one I and mean, it's kind of interesting so if you follow the if you follow the prices now of bitcoin and the other coins they all tend they all no matter what their kind of story is or their rationale they all t- you know some of them might experience like a a big spike to begin with and then kind of go down a bit but they all kind of tend to uh, uh, kind of over the kind of medium term, they all tend to follow the kind of same um the same kind of trend. And it's kind of almost as if you're kind of splitting the same kind of property into, I don't know. It's, 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 hey, John, have
0: you ever you ever seen that movie? uh you ever seen that movie, Wolf of Wall Street?
7: Yeah, 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 yeah. Many all right, times. So, all right. So yeah, that no, guy,
0: that guy in the Wolf of Jordan. Wall Street. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, he, he was depicting... A, uh, I'm gonna mute you for a second. Um, yeah, yeah, if you're not talking, mute yourself because there's feedback. But uh, he was in that movie. He was depicting like this this concept in the United States called the pump and dump. Now the pump and dump, what they they would do, there's a whole fucking industry for for decades that did this shit in the United States. All right, but what they would do is they would get some shell company that was already listed on an OTC pink sheet stock exchange, right? They'd buy it for 50 grand or 100 grand or 250 grand, whatever they can get it for, right? Because it was not trading, it was not active, basically a defunct company, but their, but their company still had a ticker, right? So they buy that. It's a fast track to get onto a stock exchange. Then what they would do is they'd change the name, they'd change the ticker, then they'd start pumping out all kinds of news about this new company that's going to do all kinds of amazing shit. And prior – right prior to pumping out all the news, what they would do is they would issue huge stacks of shares to all of their buddies, right? So if we were going to do this, for example, I'd give Jacob 100 million shares. I'd give Rob 100 million shares. I'd give give Dee 100 million shares, et cetera, et cetera. All my buddies up here on stage would get 100 million shares. Um, maybe we'd sell it to them at some ridiculously fucking low price like – half a penny or something like that. Right. And then what we would do is we would go out there and we would dump millions of dollars into pumping and marketing this, this new amazing company that's got an amazing technology that's going to do all kinds of incredible things. Right. And as all the, all the retail idiots started piling in and buying the stock, me and all my buddies would then dump our shares into the market. It's called a pump and dump. This is not a new idea. Guess what? The stock pattern looks exactly. Uh, let me say it again, in case anybody missed that. Exactly the way the shitcoin charts look. It's, it, it's identical.
7: <laughs> that's kind of the beauty of proof of work, in a way. What you just said, I completely agree with what you've just said. And that's a kind of beauty of proof of work. And yeah. Hey,
2: Alex, is that? Sorry, is that a specific stock you're talking
8: about
0: or just stock in general i'm talking about the whole concept of of pump and dump stock scams in general like if there was a whole inner industry that did this kind of shit and what i'm trying to say to you is the the uh the the shit coiner VC industry is doing the exact same game It's the exact same model you know the thing is is that it's completely um unregulated right now the sec has said these are unregistered securities and so far they haven't been finding anybody. They haven't been coming down and saying, okay, um, either you return all either you become a registered security properly, or you have to return all investor funds. Right? That hasn't started yet. I suspect at some point it may happen. It depends upon how much VC money is pumping into Washington through lobbies, how long this bullshit's gonna go on. But the pattern and the method is the same.
7: Sorry to interrupt, Alex. And maybe it's a case of buyer beware a little bit. That you know, if, if people do believe in these kind of altcoins, whatever you want to call them, and they get sucked into it, then and they get their fingers burnt, then maybe it's just a case of buyer beware. You know, because as far as I'm concerned, it's BTC. That, you know, that's all it is really. Every, anything else, I'm, I'm, I haven't got any time for. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Look, in a, in, a, in
0: a, to me, in a perfect world, everything would be buyer beware right? Like if you rewind the clock, there was a period of time when the Securities Exchange Commission in the United States didn't even exist. If you were a stupid investor, you lost your money. There was no Papa government to save your ass, right? And what's happened is Papa government now saves your ass. Now there's the SEC. There's this thing that's, that, that protects so to speak, at least this is what they say, retail investors, right? And what's happened is that security blanket of protection has lulled people into doing stupid shit with their money because they're yeah. used to the government protecting them now.
7: It's kind of ironic also. That's kind of one of the opening kind of principles of Bitcoin. You know, Fraud is inevitable. Fin- uh, financial institutions will always have to reverse transactions. They'll always have to mediate. There is a bit of an irony there, I, but I kind of get the gist of what you're saying there, Alex. I agree with it. I just kind of thought I'd pipe up.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, if 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 your if your daddy government that's going to protect you from your own stupidity didn't exist, you know what would happen? People would be a lot more careful with how they invested their money. That's what would happen. I mean, granted, there was all there's always going to be scams, and there's always going to be people who fall for scams. That's just human nature. Right. But at the end of the day, if you lose your discernment muscle, right, that's discernment. What is discernment? Discernment is the ability to look at a set of circumstances, a set of facts, a piece, some pieces of information and decide, OK, this is good or it's bad. This is smart or it's not smart. It's like a muscle. If you don't exercise it, it gets weak. And I would suggest that we now have generations of human beings that have grown up under daddy government, who takes care of them and pass their boo boos and wipes their butts. So now nobody knows how the hell to do that anymore.
7: So there's some some game theory in that, really, in in terms of how much information people have access to, how they then kind of act on that, and um, yeah, it's interesting. It's it's interesting because. But how old is Bitcoin now? 13 and a bit years. And we're still trying to understand it. And people, you've probably done what, probably better out of it than I. I mean, I've kind of done okay out of it. But it's kind of an ongoing kind of, and everyone's trying to kind of gain some sort of insight or understanding of it. And it'd be good if everyone kind of came onto the same page with it. But it's such a broad, it opens up so many as soon as we think we've got an answer to it, or we think we understand it, it's like it, it, pose, it, it throws out more questions for the, and it, it's kind of just an ongoing kind of game. But it's good. It's good.
4: I'll show sure
0: I got. Know. I got a DM, Alex. Someone's asking, how's the security? Sorry, someone's asking, what? I'm, 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 How, I'm at the conference the and now there's people talking around me all the time, so it's hard to hear sometimes. How's the conference security? Yeah, I think that's yeah. what he's saying. Yeah, how's the security at the conference? That's what they're asking. I'm not sure the nature of the question. I mean, okay. Yeah, well, I, well, I guess know, I'll I'll address he's,
4: just, he's like, is can you ask Alex
0: how the security is there? Like, I guess, do you feel safe?
4: <laughs> I don't
0: know what he's I mean, All right. Well, let's, let, me, let me say that, okay, and this is just me. This is my nature. I feel safe everywhere I go, but that doesn't mean I don't pay attention to what's around me. But that's me. Um, I'm not the kind of person who's going to fucking feel unsafe if someone else doesn't provide me with security. I, pro- I provide my own fucking security. Um, yeah. coming, into the conference, good point. coming into the conference, yes, there's security there. I'm not going to dox what they're doing because that reduces the overall security of the conference, but I will tell you that they have security there and they're doing their job uh, throughout... I don't see a lot of security walking around or whatever, but I do see cops um, at strategic positions, so there is security here. So if somebody's the kind of person who worries about that kind of shit, I think it's completely safe. That's my opinion.
2: Alex, a hard ass, is coming out today. He's like, "Who gives a shit about these shit coins? Just deal with it. Security's great. Conference is awesome. The
0: end." <laughs> <laughs> You're feeling my vibe, man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the way it is Absolutely. right now. Uh, all right real quick let me uh, do a couple of quick announcements so you're listening to cafe bitcoin we do this every single day even the days that we're at the conference apparently um we we do it generally t- starting at about 7 a.m pacific 10 a.m eastern we roll for two hours we talk about all things bitcoin if you're new to bitcoin you're new to cafe bitcoin hang out it's a great place to learn we have great speakers coming on all the time who are discussing everything from the very basics all the way up to the technology self-custody what is bitcoin what is proof of work Everything we cover it. It's also a podcast. It goes up on Spotify and Apple everywhere you get your podcasts. Throw a follow to Swan Bitcoin to be notified of when that is. Um, and uh, yeah, you're always welcome here uh, to, to, to come and learn.
7: Dude, I learn.
0: All, I learn all the time. Like it's funny as I'm kind of walking around and meeting people and talking to people. Sometimes people are like, "Hey, Alex, man, love the show, love what you guys are doing. Really, thank you so much." And I'm like, "Dude." I'm just blessed to be able to be in a position where I can get really smart people come on the show and teach me shit constantly. Like my learning curve in Bitcoin, I feel like has gone ballistic and it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Just
4: real quick back to the the shit coinery um, thing that John was talking about. I don't know. I think he dropped off right now, but the way that it took me to learn, like I basically realized that all of the altcoins, shitcoins, all of these other projects—they work on hype and sentiment. So basically, like you know, if you're trying to trade it, that's what you're looking for: is hype and sentiment.
0: Classic pump and dump, man. That's what they—that's what exactly. it's all about.
4: Yep, and that's exactly it.
0: Yep. How was your drive over there? Long, really long. 20 <laughs> hours, sorry, 36 Phoenix? hours total. Day one, Phoenix? we did 13 hours, stopped and ch- chilled with my brother overnight. And then another, <laughs> then we did a 26 hour sprint the next day to get here by Monday.
4: Damn. Was it scenic at least?
0: Yeah, I actually recommend people do it. You know, some people might hear that and be like, oh, that must have sucked. And it's like, well, if you've never, if you're from the United States and you've never actually driven across the country, you should, my opinion. Sooner oh, or yeah. later, at one point, you should take the time to do that, even if it takes you three, four, five days, whatever. I mean, if you, if you the gas, would, you know, for a lot of people is, is expensive. I mean, you can't stay in hotels if you don't have the money, all that kind of stuff. Look, just sleep in the car if you have to. You should see America from the ground all the way across, so you understand what this place is about. Yeah, totally
4: agree. Um, actually, my wife and I, we had a really beautiful drive. We drove one time from Phoenix to um, San Diego, and it was just gorgeous. It was like very, like interesting to drive through the desert.:
6: Hey, guys. Good morning, man. What are you guys most looking forward to in terms of speakers and possible announcements today and tomorrow? Is it day two there now?
1: I think it's technically day one right now. And yesterday was industry day and then tomorrow is day
6: two. Yeah, we can flush yesterday down the toilet. And um, yeah, what are you looking forward to?
0: Honestly, um, what I'm... What I look most forward to is lunches, dinners with clients. Like we're doing a Swan private event tonight with a, a bunch of uh, clients. I look forward to that kind of stuff, really, because the speakers, even though I'm sure they're going to drop amazing info, you can always catch that stuff on YouTube later, right? Um, there's some of these that I definitely want to be there for in person, just to just to be there for the energy, because I'm, there's going to be certain announcements dropped this weekend that are. Probably gonna be pretty fucking mind blowing. I don't know the details. I've just talked to some of the Bitcoin meg guys and they're like, dude, yeah, it's gonna be the bomb. So um looking forward to that kind of stuff. But uh but also just uh we've got a couple more dinners and lunches lined up and stuff. I, I really enjoy that because a lot of these guys are brand new to Bitcoin and they just they're just like sponges, you know, they're just sucking it all up. Plus, you get to learn lots. The weekend, you say? No, like lunches and dinners during the during the thing. The weekend is Saturday is going to be a music festival thing, so that's basically going to be like a gigantic party starting at ten a.m. ending at ten p.m. <laughs> They've got Dead Mouse, um, Steve Ioki, others. Oh, that'll be fun.
6: Yeah, I'm just trying to time the market here, I guess, and uh, preempt when things are going to shoot up. I got some dry powder smashed by.
3: That
1: way, yeah, I'm hoping that there's going to be some crazy announcement that happens. Um, I'm not really sure what it's going to be by any, you know, to be honest, I thought it was going to be the Apple, something to do with Apple, even like because uh, of what Jack's been posting with all the like the hat and like the old Steve Jobs videos. I think that'd be pretty sick, but man, I don't know. If, the, if people are saying it's going to be huge and, like, last year was El Salvador, I wonder. We'll be here, though. We're going to be talking about it. I'm pumped. I can't, I, I wish it happens today so we could talk about it tomorrow.
4: Yeah, so I'm excited to hear um, Jack Mahler's announcement at 435. And then I think there's a couple other really big speakers today, and I can't remember who they are. Smash
6: by now, then, yeah?
0: well right now there's a panel with ricardo salinas and uh dan sapiro and a couple of other guys that i don't recall their names but they're calling it basically the billionaires allocation panel i don't know for those of you guys who don't know ricardo salinas is apparently the third wealthiest man in the country of mexico huge bitcoiner now um has been kind of tooling around with max and stacy lately and um According to them, has some amazing insights on how Bitcoin is going to change the world from a business perspective. So, uh, pretty pretty cool stuff.
4: I've been hearing a lot about Mexico lately, where um, people are saying they're going to make it legal tender in this coming year.
6: How many people in Mexico?
8: Not enough. I think he just posted this. Good morning, Alex. I think he just posted this morning um, that he had 60% of his wealth in Bitcoin now. Ricardo Salinas posted that? I, I think so. I, I was scrolling through. I, I know I saw the post. I, I, I don't know if it was from him or not or if somebody was spoofing, but it was, it was a post on, on Twitter. I'll, I'll see if I
0: can find it Put it in the nest. That is fascinating. Good morning, by the way, also, Peter. Yeah, it's super interesting, um, you know, seeing how how some of these guys are allocating their, their stacks right now. Um, it's, it's so early. We're so early, guys. And it, it's just an amazing, amazing time to be alive right now. All I can say is fiat mine and stack like a mother because uh, at some point, probably within the next year-ish, Maybe sooner um, we're never going to see these prices again. It's going to be absolutely crazy.
1: I panic buy all the time, even when I shouldn't buy. Like if it goes down two percent, I'm freaking out. If it goes up one percent, I'm freaking out. I'm like, this is it. It's going all. It's it's never coming back.
4: I mean, that's the right mentality because I gotta say, when I first started learning about Bitcoin, I was so busy learning about it. it. Took me months to understand it, and then I, you know, and I still didn't. Understand it, you know. I just thought of it as an investment, so like you should just start buying as soon as you can, is what I would
8: suggest. So it was a post from Bitcoin Archive, but um, he's usually pretty Archie's usually pretty accurate with with. He doesn't usually post stuff unless he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I bet the other
4: forty percent is just like real estate, right?
5: I don't know about you guys, but like if for some reason, like I see the prices swing up or and down, you know, like I, I start to like my heart starts to race and I'm like, OK, do I need to just drop it all in right now or do I wait for like another dip? And yeah, man, because like um, I've seen some spikes, you know, that that just like blew my mind in the past, especially this year, like this year's just been so volatile. Um, it, It's crazy the amount of adoption that that we've been like, you know, looking at. And so when the, the price starts to swing up, I'm like, am I going to miss out? Like, like, you know, the FOMO is real, bro.
0: <laughs> you know, what I would suggest for the most part when it comes to any kind of in- investing in the reality is even though you may never plan to sell your Bitcoin back into U.S. dollars, it's still an investment of your time and your energy, right? You're stacking capital in it um, with the understanding that at some point in the future, you're going to have way more buying power. When you're making decisions like that, it's to me. Then this is just my opinion. I think it's best to remove as much emotion as possible, and and look at things as objectively as possible with as much information as facts as you can. And if you're com- if you're convicted about what Bitcoin is going to do, then you know price movements are pretty much irrelevant. the 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 best strategy really is uh, to either. Um, well, DCA really is the best strategy. That's what's going, going to remove all the emotion from the equation. You know, you just figure out what you can afford to do. You do it on the regular and like discipline yourself. Try not to look at the price. <laughs> I mean, that'll help you remove some of the emotion from the equation as well. Honestly, I don't typically look at the price unless somebody brings it to my attention. Like, sometimes clients will be like alex it's dropping smash by for me from this amount on my account or whatever and like um other than that i actually try not to look at it too much i mean i don't i'm not actively disciplining myself to do i just don't i don't i just don't do it yeah so
8: uh wicked has proven mathematically as hard as it for as hard as it is for me to swallow uh he has proven it mathematically that if you have a four-year time horizon, that piling in is the um, is is the best way to get the maximum amount of Sats uh, or value for your dollars uh, in Sats. Uh, but yeah, DCAing. I mean, I, I DCA daily, and then uh, um, I, I will smash buy when it goes down. But it's hard for me to let go of my of my traditional legacy uh, kind of kind of ways. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. We had a conversation last night and you know, most, most people or many people, they think of it in terms of at some point I'm going to turn in my, I'm going to trade my Bitcoin for shitty fiat because it's going to be so much, it's going to be worth so much quote unquote shitty fiat when in fact the exact opposite is the truth. What you want to be doing is, is you want to be trading your shitty fiat into as many sats as possible.
4: Yeah, well said. Make, bit, make Bitcoin your unit of account and you'll be a happier person, definitely. And that's kind of what set me free finally, is thinking in that mentality because I had the same problems where I was like, you know, at first thinking of it as an investment tool and then realizing that this is a lot more than that. So I definitely agree with what you're
9: saying. Yeah, think about this too. I mean, let's say you got in at $200 or your timing was a little off and you got in at $220. In hindsight, who gives a rat's ass? I mean, you're incredibly profitable, right? That's exactly what we're looking at now. Just ape in, right? You, you go in with a substantial portion of your stack, and then maybe perhaps you DCA from there. But you want to front load it, and the time to do it is now. I mean, everyone thinks they're late to the game because they're, they're referencing it back to when it was a nickel, you know? So the most opportune time is now because you simply cannot predict the future. Uh, and you're, you're in a, the aggressive expansion mode, regardless of price, price is irrelevant. You should be stacking as hard as possible. That's the goal. And then, you know, maybe in the future when it's incredibly expensive, maybe the DCA was just it's kind of irrelevant at that point. But, you know, looking back in hindsight, 10 years, you will care less that you got in at 40 or
8: 45. It, it just doesn't matter. Jacob, don't think I didn't see that. I fucking saw that. I'm a little jelly.
0: I know. Uh, like, what's that all about? Like, what's the secret?
8: I'm just the chosen one. I
1: don't know, man. I hope they don't, they don't get me for saying this. But, yeah, I don't know. They just let me have it. I don't know.
0: You've been fucking holding out on us. There's something you got going on there. Yeah, there's another,
8: there's another Gentile stealing a line from my book. One of the chosen one, huh? All right, buddy. I would Jacob, rather did have you just these not emojis upgrade?
1: way over, uh, way over the uh, the blue check mark. Um, did I upgrade? No, I honestly, I know I don't update anything. But so my, I'm on the Swan account too on my other phone, and they just changed those emojis on me. So uh, I don't know, like my personal account, I have these, but on the Swan
6: account, I have those. So I have no idea. Interesting. Hey, Alex, have you seen any um, innovative ways that people are using Lightning there to pay with stuff? I'm really thinking about the streaming aspect of, of using Lightning.
0: Uh, you know what I haven't actually gone to the uh, the exhibit area yet um, so I haven't but my understanding is there's a bunch of food uh, trucks right outside the main doors here and my understanding is they're all set up to take payment in sats uh, over Lightning so Gonna gonna go take advantage of that at some point and just see how that works for sure.
6: They should have like artists and buskers where people can go over and just stream some some sas
8: to.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. So
8: I actually heard on CNBC the the, the reporter that's down there. I forget her name, um, but uh, she she actually talked about a little bit about lightning and kind of described it correctly in 10 seconds, which was pretty amazing. She said the Lightning Network, uh, where uh, purchases can be made uh, nearly instantaneously and for no cost.
0: It's awesome. Awesome. All right, so let's get some closing comments, and then we'll wrap up. Um, I'm going to bounce. There's somebody that's been looking for me here for a few minutes now. I'm going to give her a call and uh, figure out how to connect with her. Um, I'm not sure if we're gonna do another uh, cafe Bitcoin kind of meetup, uh, mate. Well, maybe a short time on Saturday we might do it if you guys are around. We'll we'll uh, we'll let everybody know. Uh, good morning, Real Shot Two Fifty Six. How you doing, man?
3: Hey, man. How, how's it going? It's going pretty good over here. Um, good morning to everyone. But just wanted to get up here for a couple of minutes and just talk about how. Selena's being there is is actually a, a very big thing, very good thing for Mexico, but it's not a slam dunk by any means. Just because um, you know the Mexican government is is going to be a grind, right? Because everything works in a way there that that is kind of the mentality of you know what's in it for me, how is this going to benefit me, um, and how I can front run it uh, if possible if I am going to come on board with with ideas and 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 your planning of. In this case, you know maybe hopefully uh, one day having Bitcoin being the um, the official you know uh, tender in Mexico. So you know it's going to be a grind, and I think it's going to take a long, long time to get everybody on board. But certainly having someone such with such high profile and, and just the circle that he surrounds himself with is is deb- definitely going to be beneficial. But I don't see it as as being you know something that's going to be a, a, a slam dunk type thing. Uh, but certainly, you know, in, in the future um, and, and also because, you know, traditionally, you know, it, it's it's hard to say as a Mexican myself, but, you know, it, it's hard to admit to the fact that they're not as open minded to something like this. Um, but, you know, just just looking to hopefully get more people involved in, in that region of, of the world and uh, having maybe some of his friends come over and and join uh, some of these events and, and see what it's about. You know, it's super interesting is that I don't know what it is, but I hear
0: uh, a lot of people basically say, hey, don't get too excited. Tap the brakes like like, uh, you know, this is going to take a long time, et cetera, et cetera. My gut feeling is that this whole thing is accelerating. I'm not making any predictions. I hate making predictions and I'm not claiming I know time frames, but I just sense acceleration in, in the whole ecosystem. So
8: one word, Alex, you called it earlier, Exxon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and that's one example. That's just one example. There, there are many disparate events and markers that, that to me kind of form, you know, you connect the dots into a big puzzle um, and the puzzle comes together and it starts to make more and more sense. Um, I, I personally just feel the whole thing is accelerating. I can't really describe it other than that. So when I when I hear people say, Well, it's gonna take a long time and it's like I'm not so sure about that because I feel like what's happening is cohorts of people are being added to Bitcoin in in groups, and every single group that does increases the FOMO waves. Like, we're not in a retail FOMO wave right now. I can tell you that right now from, from just the data and the interactions I see every single day at Swan. This is not a retail FOMO wave yet. We haven't hit a big one, um, not like January 20, uh, 2021. The next one that comes is gonna be, I think it's gonna be pretty massive. I think it's gonna blow everybody away. And then uh, obviously, that won't be full scale adoption, right? That'll just be a wave. And then we'll we'll go through some bumpy crap after that, and then it'll happen again, etc. But the size and scope of, of the expansion, I just feel it in my gut. It's is accelerating.
3: To your point, Alex, um, I, I think it would have to be like more of a, a grassroots type of, you know, um, acceleration, right? Because the the people of Mexico are very very fiery, and you know, they they hate to see unfairness and this type of unjust treatment as far as like, you know, the how they've bit how they've managed the economy, how you know the corruption in that country has has really brought down the the economy of of the people at the grassroots levels. So it I think you're 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 right on that, but I, I think we would have to concentrate on, on the education at the grassroots level. Uh, this Salinas guy, I mean, he's great and all, but I think you know it's more of a top-down approach, um, and, and people can be very untrusting of of something like that, right? Because it's coming from government and people in power, and and the people in Mexico are just fed up with that kind of thing. So it would have to come from the bottom up, I think, uh, and, and the education is is in my opinion lacking there, and we just need to to be, I guess, more diligent about bringing bitcoin education and and what it's about and maybe establishing kind of like a you know like a el salvador has the the bitcoin house or whatever it's called establishing something like that in mexico would be highly highly beneficial
0: yeah look i think you're missing what i'm saying i don't disagree with anything you just said i actually agree with everything you just said Education is absolutely critical. It's fundamental. Swan is a very education focused company. We spent a great deal of time educating. Shit, I'm in these spaces for two hours a day, almost every fucking day of the week with that concept in mind. But what I'm saying is as waves of, of, as waves of adoption occur, the education, while it's important, is not gonna be the reason people adopt, man. There's going to come a time where waves of people are joining the Bitcoin ecosystem. And I'm not talking about Mexico in particular. I'm talking about the game theory that occurs globally. Like if you zoom out, just zoom out, man. Look at the whole world. Yeah. And, and I believe that people are going to FOMO into this thing, whether they fucking understand it or not is what I'm saying. There's going to come a time where people are piling in by the millions who have no fucking clue what this thing is. They're just going to do it because everybody else is doing it. So I know we're not there yet. What I'm saying is I I personally feel it's accelerating and I'm not taking anything away from what you just said. Absolutely agree. 100% education is super, super important. And, And that's what we're doing here. That's why we do this thing.
8: Fits right into my thesis, uh, Alex, that uh, when people have a need or necessity, regardless of whatever that need or necessity is, including FOMO, which would be a psychological uh, need or necessity, they will purchase Bitcoin at whatever price it is at that time.
0: Yeah, and then at that point, I mean, we're talking sats, not Bitcoin. It's going to – we need to move into the whole sats thing. Um, more and more and more. I know I keep, I I've said that and I need to do it more myself, but I think that's the direction we need to go. Anyway, this has been a great conversation. I think it's a good place to wrap. Um, so I appreciate you guys, all you guys coming up and hanging out and chatting today. You've been listening to Cafe Bitcoin. We do this every day, Monday through Friday, start at 7 a.m. Pacific. Roll for about two hours. Talk about all things Bitcoin. It is the place to get your morning news about Bitcoin. Also a great place to come hang out and learn all about Bitcoin Um, This is also a podcast. It's up on Spotify, Apple, everywhere you get your podcasts. Throw a follow. Just want Bitcoin to be notified when that drops. That all said, love all of you guys. Uh, We are thinking of you. Even if you're not here at the conference, we're still thinking of you. Um, And uh, everybody go out there. Have an awesome day today. Uh, Crush it.